Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones says he's so proud of quarterback Dak Prescott for standing during the national anthem. But at his age, Jerry Jones is impressed by anyone who doesn't grunt when they stand. Aww. Former assistant FBI director Peter Strzok, who is an agent involved in the Russia investigation, has been officially fired uh, over his anti-Trump text messages. The Trump administration feels that petty, inflammatory comments should strictly be reserved for Twitter. Some farmers in the Pacific Northwest are using lasers instead of scarecrows to protect their crops from birds. It worked at first. Then the birds took Molly and hired a DJ. <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite. I'm, <laughs> I stole it. Sorry. It's yours. <laughs> Seattle has raised more than $10 million in tax revenue over their tax on sugary drinks uh, in the past six months since the tax has been imposed. Following the success of that, they have decided to raise even more revenue by starting a tax on blonde dreadlocks. It was a toss-up between both of those. I liked them both a lot. A lot happening in the Pacific Northwest this week. And finally, a petition calling for LeBron James to replace current Secretary Education Secretary Betsy DeVos as the head of the Department of Education has garnered more than 10,000 signatures. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, unless... It stipulates that Betsy DeVos also has to join the Lakers. The, the Trump, Trump report, report starts, starts now. now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Ooh. We're feeling it this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I put this tape in. This makes me want to watch in uh, Living Single. <laughs> Every 90s. Martin? Jimmy yeah, Martin. Fox show? In any case, uh, welcome to the Trump Report. And when we were thinking of a song for this week's show, uh, I thought about that one because, not even so much, we didn't even get to the chorus because we don't need it. It's when he says, I'm glad I put this tape in. Because there's been so much talk about taping going on and the fact that some idiot didn't turn his ringer off. Uh, but besides that, uh, it's always good to, uh, whenever you can get hammer on and it's not, you can't touch this. So tune in next week when we get Adam's groove on. And, Who knew uh, he even had any other song? I just mentioned one and of course, too legit to quit. But anyway, go. we'll go through the, uh, MC hammer catalog catalog next, next show. show. Uh, it is just Tamara and I, not the first time that it's uh, no. been only the two of us here on the show. Um, but uh, it would have been a good week for me to have actually written some jokes because then we could have we could have put some more some oh, more funny in. But uh, yeah, I just wasn't uh, I wasn't feeling. I was just so busy thinking about MC Hammer songs. Sure. But uh, welcome Tamara and welcome to the audience uh, who's there, which always includes our friend Storage Yard Resident. We always appreciate that uh, time changes, day changes. He's always there for us. You're like the cast of Friends. You'll be there for us. Storage Yard. Yeah. Uh, who has been on the show before, by the way. Yeah. And uh, we do need to have you on again. We'll, we'll get to it. But anyway, so there's uh, so much to talk about. Uh, and there's also, you know, we, there's a couple things that we want to, some threads we want to pull on from uh, last week, things that uh, we literally ran out of time for, that sort of thing. But uh, I guess uh, Omarosa is really where we have to start this week. Uh, Tamara. There's no way anyone could have foreseen this not going well for Omarosa, for the Trump administration, for President Trump, and for the American people. They're oh. bringing bringing her such a, a lovable, you know, just beloved and, television character, and just so qualified. Yeah, I, well, I, obviously she's very qualified. Um, 
does is there any and there's so many times here on the show we talk about does anything about this surprise you is there anything about the way this has played out the secret taping which you'd feel like would be some kind of you know treasonous act but uh, that's not going to bother Amoros does any of this surprise you um I'm surprised that this is uh, in promotion of a book that she's writing as opposed to a new reality show called Omarosa's World. It's a book instead of a show. Yeah. It's it's, it's a, always a show for her, I think. The thing I don't like – there's a lot of things. But uh, she was being characterized as the first reality star villain and – I got to I got to push back on that because anybody saw the first season of Survivor that naked guy Richard, Richard Hatch yeah. Richard Hatch was the first reality show villain. So I'm sorry Omarosa, you don't get that crown. Uh, Richard Hatch it has just been announced that he will be in charge of the Space Force. Trump has just <laughs> appointed him deputy director of well, the Space Force. He doesn't have to put on any pants Breaking so that's why news. he signed up. Exactly. Somebody has to break it up. Break the news. Uh so there's one thing, you know, obviously she claims that uh, she's heard President Trump use the N-word. And there's, you know, believe me, that is not the most far-fetched thing for me to believe that he might use the word. Um, but then when you consider the source, it's really, well, it's kind of like Sophie's Choice. Like, who do I trust least? Donald Trump? Omarosa? I don't have a clear answer. Um, I guess... John if, Kelly? Well, yeah. If you're gonna put all, if you're gonna put all three of them in there, um, I, by the way, I would take R. Kelly <laughs> out of all of these. At, at least most trustworthy. Well, now that he now that he has that like nine minute songs where he talks about all the things that he did, you know, or tries to. <laughs> you're back on his side. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, let's be honest. Ever since trapped in the closet, I, I've never really been off R. Kelly's side. I just shake my head. But uh, when you can. When you can uh, do an epic like that. But anyway, we might be slightly off the topic there. But uh, uh, so I don't know. I mean, do you uh, do you do let's put it this way. Who do you believe the least? Is it Omarosa as a President Trump? Like if you hear her saying, oh, I heard Donald Trump say the N word. I feel like, no, you probably probably didn't. Not that it's impossible. Like if somebody else said it. I was like, oh, maybe, but I just, I don't know. I'm just not inclined to believe her. I have to say that who I believe is ir- ir- pretty irrelevant. And I think, let me say this reluctantly, this whole thing about uh, the tape is irrelevant. And I don't mean to say that to diminish how important it would be if he was on record saying the N-word. But what I mean is that until we have evidence of this, it's, it's, it it's all he said he said she said it doesn't it's just fodder when we should be focusing on uh, again we should always be focusing on what's actually happening rather than the circus that's going on in Trump's Twitter feed so she can say that this exists we don't know that it exists of course if it comes out honestly the people that are opposing Trump know that he is capable of saying that the people that are on his side it will not matter if it comes out that he said that no I mean we've you know covered at great length what in any other election would have been the most damning piece of audio you could uncover and to this point the only person to really suffer for it is still Billy Bush so uh yeah I think that you know that's definitely a more 
you know, a, any kind of racial epithet on tape is it's a lot more explosive than anything that you could say, you know, being demeaning to women. I'm sure that he could chalk racism up to locker room talk for anyone who's ever been in a locker room. And his and, supporters will say, you know, they'll dismiss it and because that's what happens. But yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. You know, I can't say. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea whether this exists or not. It's until until there's more tangible evidence, then there's not really much I can have an opinion on. Uh, in the chat, R. Scott Brown points out, isn't it funny how everyone that Trump has ever hired, he hires the best people, but mm-hmm. they end up being lowlifes and liars as soon as they're fired. That's a uh, great observation. Uh, I think his definition of best people is is probably a lot different than some of the rest of ours. You know, he's he's using it on the same scale that he picks which one of his sons is the best. Exactly. After all of this time, almost um, uh, almost two years uh, of his presidency, I think it. You know, obviously, it's it's clear how easy it is to manipulate him with um, compliments and praise, and how easy it is to. Uh, Get him to, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. If I say that he's great at his job, I, I, I tweet, you know, positive things about him, then I can. I really wish that some of the Democrats would harness this um, this juvenile nature of his to, you know, kowtow to whoever has something positive to say about him and whoever, you know, he feels is in his court. I really wish that, you know, some of the seedier Democrats would use this to their advantage to be like, hey, you know what? I think he's a great guy. Hey, by the way, can we um, put those strict EPA regulations back in place? You know, (laughs) things like that. Like, I think Trump, you know, Trump, he's actually he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. In fact, uh, I believe that he understands uh, that we shouldn't build a wall. You know, like somebody could smooth talk him into being (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like, you know, you get Donald Trump outside of the normal political circles. I feel like there isn't somebody who's an established politician like that. But uh, there there has to be there has to be someone, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, uh, there there has to be an actor, comedian, you know, there's to be somebody who could be like, well, let me let me just take that approach. You know, maybe it needs to. Because I don't know. I don't think that uh, there are not, you know, right. the elected uh, officials. Uh, yeah, you're right. That would not I, go well for them. I, but... Not because I think it, it would be beneath an elected official. I just don't know that their their minds work that way. So you're saying um, perhaps this should fall on the shoulders of like a panel of hosts who discuss mm-hmm. um, Trump's, you know, the inner workings we, of the White House from week to week. We should do this. As soon as President Trump comes on with us, we will uh, we will talk to him. And uh, we will we will just explain to him, you know, the way that the way that things are going to need to be. Now, uh, to R. Scott Brown's point, I wanted to make sure I got the uh, verbiage uh, correct. Uh, he did characterize Omarosa as vicious, vicious but not smart, uh, using the word wacky, and also that John Kelly quote told me she was a loser, and everyone in the West Wing hated her. John Kelly doesn't strike me as a guy like she's a loser. Losers. He's the only one who calls people losers. I think in that in that White House. I'm just guessing. Uh, but uh, he, John Kelly, literally said she's a dweeb. <laughs> she's a pants her pink belly. Yeah. L seven. And he also talked about how. She, Omarosa, begged him for a job with tears in her eyes. That doesn't 
that does that doesn't ring true as to that would I feel like it was probably you know some sort of negotiation there was like she had some kind of leverage on him like you know you're gonna give me that white house job oh yes i am you know i feel like it was more like that but i would nothing that i read said here's here's one thing is that i think she was asked in one of the articles that i read what was the date of of these tapes like when well it was this uh, apprentice it was while he was on the apprentice so that means that she was aware that these tapes of him saying the n-word existed but still agreed to work for him so yeah she said that she's complicit in what's um in in what the white house has has had done while she was there but you know it, it's it's just sort of like well if if this why is this a big deal now when it wasn't a big deal to you when you were happy to work for him well, I mean, I think anybody's ever been fired uh, all of a sudden uh, that uh, changes the way you feel. Now, uh, we we don't have any of our legal representation here no. on the show, uh, but uh, President Trump si- says that Omarosa signed a non-disclosure agreement, and because she warns that there are absolutely more tapes, and legal experts wonder whether or not the White House can legally keep her quiet. No, if we had legal representation, I would ask. Oh, so legally. Is she not supposed to do this? But I don't think that matters as much because I think she will definitely – these tapes will definitely get out and she will definitely say whatever she wants to. And she's definitely alluded to – you know, I alluded to how she got the job in the first place is just you know, knowing too much. Uh, she kind of alluded to uh, that she has some kind of protection. So, Tamara, do you think that like Omarosa is going to – this is the last we're going to hear of her? Uh, which I guess sounds more ominous than I meant because I'm implying that somebody's going to have her killed, which is not what I'm trying to say, that she's going to just go quietly into that good night, like, oh, I better stop talking about Donald Trump. Yeah, who is her protection? Ronnie Ortiz from Jersey Shore, like, <laughs> in the situation? Like, who is her Who is her protection? If, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, until anything comes out, yeah, we do need to understand the the the... Um, wh- how what's the range of a, a non-disclosure agreement? Depending, I guess they're always different. So depending on what hers said that she signed, um, because if she released the tape that she did, was it just one one that she released? That's already? all I've heard. Uh, but uh, somebody in the chat, let me know if if you've heard more. Uh, please let us know, and we will uh, we will try and find them and we'll listen to them. Oh, yeah, because what does the non how, what's the stipulation in the non disclosure agreement that says she can release this tape but not other tapes that she allegedly has? So who knows? Yeah, I mean, as with anything, the you know, it, it's like when Kanye puts out an album. You, the first thing that that drops isn't going to be the best thing. It's going to be the thing that gets everybody talking. No, but when anybody has what they think is, is evidence, you always have the thing that's going to make them talk. And then you allude to something else and then you let them talk and talk and talk. And then when they say something that contradicts the other piece of evidence you have, that's when I believe the uh, the legal term is blammo. Just put it right there, uh, right there in court. I've seen enough law and order. I know how it works. That's exactly what Sam Waterston would do. Um, Anyway, uh, there was something that we talked about on this show is uh, something that Omarosa said. So it means she's clearly a fan. Thanks for watching. Uh, But that uh, Melania's style choices are never accidental, that she uses style to punish her husband, uh, as opposed to her husband who uses his style to punish the clothes by stretching Mm -hmm. them as much as possible. Thank you, it's because he's fat. Um, But, um, yeah, come on, please. It's fun, you know? It's... I mean, a lot of people don't think it's fun, and, you know, but uh, this is this is how we talk about it. But uh, I don't know. This is the 
most believable thing that I heard all week. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, oh, that's definitely 100% true. 100% like, true. Like, wearing yeah. the I don't care jacket. Yeah. Uh, Very that, calculated. It's not what it says, but you know what I mean. The jacket yeah. says, that says you don't care. Yeah. So, uh, so you're 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 on board with this, right? Yeah. This is this is one of those times where we feel like we can agree with Omarosa. It, yeah, the, Melania's forte is fashion, and that's what she's been using to retaliate. You know her dissatisfaction with having to take this role that she did not sign up for. So I 100 percent agree that that's that's what she's been doing. That's that's clothing is what is in her arsenal. So, uh, Omarosa, you should uh, get some, get some more stuff uh, out to us that we actually can believe. Uh, R. Scott Brown says, everyone in the White House is an employee of the people. The presidency is not a subsidiary of the sitting president. But if you sign a nondisclosure agreement, especially for a big government job like that, there there are a lot of ways that you can sort of squeeze someone from talking if they've worked at the White House. But uh, I, I certainly understand your point and thanks for thanks for being so vocal our scott brown and hello to lady goth and storage yard resident i, I you know, some of these people they don't like when you don't acknowledge that they're there in the chat and uh as always every week we should always make sure that we give a special shout out to william winters who's our biggest fan and we really appreciate you watching the show every week it's so it means so much to us that you always watch the show and that you care so much about what we say <laughs> on the show uh so you mentioned in the top, and I, I stopped myself from interrupting you uh, because I didn't want to disrupt the flow of the jokes, but then I interrupted like three other times. Um, how, how you explain to me S-T-R-Z-O-K? There's, there's no way that's not Strzok, Strozak. I mean, that sounds like Prozac, but there, I, I mean, and I'm not saying you've pronounced it wrong. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. I'm making the point that that's how I've heard it. Is it? That spelling just doesn't add up. This is the topic we're going to Yeah. Oh, we'll talk into. about him in one second. But, uh, I mean, when you first saw that, you, you're not Let's like, ask Melania or anyone well, from Mal- the West, uh, Eastern Bloc, I think, uh, how to pronounce uh, Struk. <laughs> I, that, that's specifically how I heard it pronounced. No, I've news, heard it that way, so, too. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I, you know what? That sounds like fake news to me. Mr. Strozak, let us know. how. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, Mr. Struck, was fired uh, months after these uh, anti-Trump texts were revealed, which means that maybe it has a little bit less to do with uh, the the Trump text. But, you know, it doesn't reflect well on the FBI. I mean, regardless of how people feel about President Trump, I, I don't know, that's the way I feel. And you tell me if you feel differently, Tamara, that, uh, you know, when it's like, oh, yeah, we, we can't let this happen. We're going to have to get this guy. It's just like, man, why do you put that in writing? You know, I mean, just... Is you're that's you're like chatting with your side piece. You just you don't have to send that to her in a text on a company phone, do you? Was she his side piece? That's what I, I thought, thought she was, was a colleague. No, I okay. Well, maybe I've got the story wrong, but it's not his wife, and I really thought it was his girlfriend. Well, well let me know if I'm wrong. But anyway, you put it in writing. So that part I might yeah. have just uh, yeah. propagated fake news, but I don't think so. Um, but. Uh, I can't imagine that he is the only government employee to not. I mean, wasn't wasn't John wasn't John Kelly or was it Tillerson that had some they had had some. uh, uh, Never mind. I don't want to go into because I'm going to get information. You remember there being something. something that somebody had said and they were like. Yeah, they walked it back, you know. Yeah. Oh, he it was mad at the moment or something like that. But it's like he can't be the only government employee that has done has texted 
this guy's an idiot, you know, like yeah. even even people who are on Trump's side, you know, you get frustrated at, in your stressful work day. You know, people often call their boss an idiot when they don't mean it. You know, they're just frustrated or something. So this cannot be the only example of that out there. He definitely it, this entirely had to do with the Russia investigation and, you know, f- getting one one more person um, closely involved in the investigation uh, out of out of the kitchen and well you know i must be in the minority because uh, obviously i've never characterized anyone i worked for in anything but the highest light possible so i guess that this is what happens to other people <laughs> who don't love their You're work a kind spirit christian blatt never yeah. never a negative word it's true. Against, I, I, it's against not anyone. Not even R. Kelly. No, no. <laughs> hey, I just happened to see the upside to R. Kelly. Uh, you know, when you have when you have trapped in the closet, and one of the chapters ends with, let's say, a little person coming out as being the big reveal. Uh, you you had me at hello, R. Kelly. Uh, but anyway, so these these texts are you know probably a part of the reason, but. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of jumps in logic for President Trump, go figure. But uh, the, he's using this as like this is his excuse to demand that the that Mueller end the Russia probe and that Hillary's email inve- investigation be redone. Um, and I, I think could President Trump be missing the point? Hmm. I don't know. Could it doesn't he sound like it? him, though. <laughs> Let's. The fact that he he has this systematic predictability of just constantly putting it back on Hillary Clinton two years after she's been out of the spotlight and nothing has anything. What's the worst that it's just it's just hilarious every time he's like, what we really need to be focusing on is Hillary Clinton. He's going to be saying that on his deathbed when the doctor tells him that, you know, he can't have any uh you know he can't eat a snickers bar whatever he's gonna put it on hillary clinton somehow it's always gonna go back to her when she has absolutely nothing i mean it it would probably be crooked hillary's fault that he couldn't eat and and by the way you said snickers bar but i know that what you meant to say was a deep fried snickers Mm -hmm. bar from the county fair thank you but you know you know for a lot of people that goes without saying but i just wanted to make sure that we had that right into the record yeah um but uh uh, you know, and look, and there, this uh, Mueller investigation doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But the thing that I will hear from the right that uh, I don't disagree with entirely is it is taking a long time now. As our friend Scott Moore always points out, he would be able to tell you right now how long it took for them to build the case for Watergate, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, is is a fairly it's a fairly simple thing that was being investigated, you know, and even building that case takes a long time. So sometimes uh, these things take a while, uh, but uh, there's a lot of feeling that they're taking too long. Uh, Rudy Giuliani saying, uh, who we hadn't mentioned yet, we're what, 20, 25 minutes into the episode and we had yet to mention Rudy Giuliani. So Rudy, it was a slow week for you. I expect better from you next week, Rudy. All right. Usually we're going to lead the show with you, but uh, we couldn't do it this week. Uh, He says that President Trump won't speak with Mueller after September 1st. So they have to really get it together because he wouldn't want to interfere with the midterm elections. And my question about that, what does he think he's going to say that it would interfere with the midterm elections? You know, who... 
who is he swaying votes towards? I, I don't have an answer, uh, especially because this comes from the head of Rudy Giuliani. But, uh, Tamara, give us your interpretation of the September 1st ultimatum. And it was so nice of him to not want to interfere with the midterm elections. Well, I guess I need clarification because he, it, we haven't been told that he's talked to Mueller now. Oh, no, but but the, he's saying the sit-down has to happen before that. Yeah. You know, it has to happen before September 1st. Well, you know— they're so good at deadlines, as we've seen with the uh, reuniting True. immigrant families. So I would say, and that's not the only example of pushing back deadlines. So I, I would say that the September 1st is pretty irrelevant. Well, it's also interesting because it is uh, August 13th. So that's only a few weeks to go. And, you know, I mean, nothing really happens. If anybody's ever been in Washington in August, you understand why they usually take the recess and how nothing could possibly get done. Also, I don't think legally Mueller can in, interview him when he wants to. I don't think that uh the midterm elections this possibly interfering with the midterm elections has any sort of legal bearing on whether or not he can or can't talk to Mueller at that after September 1st. Right. And this would be a, a question for Chelsea yeah. or, or Brooke, who is a, an a aspiring uh, legal scholar. She's actually currently a legal scholar. Uh, the idea that he doesn't necessarily have to talk to Mueller if he doesn't want to. But there's one thing I'm sure of. There might be a lot of people that don't want Donald Trump to talk to Mueller. I know Donald Trump wants to talk to Mueller. You can just tell how much he wants to do it. And the fact that, you know, he hasn't just called into Fox and Friends. Like, Let me tell you what I'm going to tell Mueller and just gone through the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's be fair. Fox and Friends, uh, there's only a couple hours. So he would start. Then he would call in the Sean Hannity show. And then, you know, he'd probably just keep going between the two shows uh, and get everything out there. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't see how it's going to happen. But uh do you think it'll happen ever, Tamara? You know, this September first, it, it just seems like it's like saying, "Well, if it doesn't happen by tomorrow, it's just you might as well, well have Mueller said tomorrow." Will Mueller interview Trump? Yeah, will it, will Trump agree to it, and will will his hand will will Ivanka let him do it? Basically, <laughs> I think that when it gets to the point that it, I think when it gets to the point in the investigation that he needs to be interviewed, I think everybody will advise him that it's in his best interest to do to do it because if he doesn't it it's too incriminating so i i would i would think that uh the same people that advised him that he has to walk back the remarks that he made about putin after their meeting in helsinki uh the people like that who he listens to will probably advise him that he has to comply with the Mueller investigation despite whatever he likes to you know, say inflammatory things against them on Twitter, but he has to comply or else it's just too damning. Right. And uh, the deadline about September 1st is basically telling Mueller, well, you have to wrap up the whole thing by September 1st. It's like he won't talk to you by then because he won't talk to you after then because he wants you to wrap it up by then. So he's like basically saying you have two weeks. And uh, if they subpoena President Trump, it then has to go to a higher court who has to decide whether or not uh, you know, whether or not he is compelled to speak with the curious. special counsel. I would be curious if they say September 1st, because this is probably being very conspiratorial, but if they if there's some sort of fund or account that uh, they can close the books on 
on oh. Aug- August 30th, you know, like yeah. if that's why he's choosing September 1st to be like, um, you know what I mean? Like there's some there's some reason that um, I guess that doesn't. I don't know. I no, guess no, but the, I, but I, I, I think that sense. there can be there can certainly be some funding involved. Uh, you know, there's some putting pressure on. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know where the money's going to come from. It could definitely be something like that. Um, I I think that uh, I don't know. I'm just surprised that Trump hasn't spoken already. And like you know, like I said before, not necessarily to Mueller, but what he wants to say to Mueller. He, you know, I'm surprised he doesn't have had a press conference where he just stands there and just rattles it all off and takes no questions. I, I would ask a, a people a supporters of, of I would ask Trump supporters and and people in his administration if you are so confident that he is innocent of any wrongdoing, then what do you have to lose by him yeah. talking to him? Why wouldn't he? Um, and uh, our friend R. Scott Brown in the chat uh, talking about the important issues here. He did indeed confirm that Strzok had a consensual extramarital relationship with the colleague that he exchanged emails ah. with. Oh, so, so we were both right. Yeah. It was a colleague oh, and an – Yeah. I, I always okay. knew it was a colleague, oh, okay. but I I knew it was his uh, his side piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so everybody's sounds, right. The word side piece sounds extra seedy. That's why I used oh. it because it, the whole thing is pretty seedy to use your, your FBI. Phone to a colleague's FBI phone, and this is your dirty Side talk. Piece. We are going to get that Trump, but she's she's an FBI uh, agent. Yes, uh, I believe she uh, went to the boardwalk at Seaside Heights and got one of those cards that says "female body expector." It's not true. Uh, anyway, uh, his text. Wait, isn't she? Isn't she though an FBI agent? She is an actual FBI agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I just don't want to demean her by saying she's just this you know she's a she, she's a card carrying uh, side piece of an agent I believe uh, Luke Riley welcome to the chat I don't believe I've seen Luke before the bottom line is this where there is smoke there is fire enough things have happened so that there is no way to deny something happened Mueller needs time to get it straight now I agree with that, but uh, look, I defer to Rudy Giuliani in most things. If Rudy Giuliani feels like it, this needs to be done by September first, you know, yeah, this is honest. why I wear a bracelet that says WWRD. What would, Judy, what would Rudy, Rudy? What would Judy do? What would, what would Dame Judy Dench when do? do we, when do we just start calling him Judy? That's his Brangelina name. <laughs> what would Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani do? do? Yeah, what would Rudy Giuliani do? RG. (laughs) WWRGD. But anyway, I I do agree that uh, he does need the time to... uh, Not to be confused with my WWRBGD, Ruth Bader Ginsburg do. That's right. But we could sell all of these. (laughs) Is there there like a shop.afterbuzz or something? I'm surprised that... We we don't have uh, Trump shirts or yeah. I don't know. We should be there selling. There is an online store. What's yeah. that? There is Mercy? an online there's store. There is AfterBuzz merchandise. Could, could we create People, merch? Was that just for us, or did the audience hear you say that, Marissa? It's the audience. Okay, I wanted to make sure because I, I would have repeated what you said if that if that was just uh, in my ear. So there is an AfterBuzz online store. All yes. right. So. I'm going to suggest a line of the WWJD style bracelets. And, you know, one of the things that I would wear, Marissa, is what would Marissa do? Because you know what the answer to that is? Be on time. That's what Marissa would do. This and, is an inside joke. Sorry, guys. That's no, right, though. I think people who watch the show realize that the show doesn't usually start on time. So anyway, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, we 
just really ran out of time last week. And there's other things that we'll get back to after this. But usually when I save things, I'm like, we'll get to that at the end of the show. We don't. We don't ever get to it. So it was this idea that the – and of course now it's – you're the only woman on the panel. But, uh, you know, it, I, I, I like to feel that I, I, I can try to be uh, uh, sensitive uh, when it comes to these things. Uh, it, it, I brought it up because – it struck me as sort of a, a funny idea, but I'm not looking at it in the right perspective. And this is the idea that the ACLU appeared to endorse a ban on catcalling despite huge First Amendment concerns. Now, mm-hmm. what I didn't mention about the story was that this is actually a law in France. And so there was a tweet about it in the ACLU's official account sort of commented, you know, like anybody listening, you know, as in like, hey, this sounds like a good idea. So. Uh, I think you really didn't get much time to talk about this. Uh, you know, I I tried, and then I was like, "Oh, this is too big of an issue." Uh, I yeah. I I couldn't mansplain it to myself enough. Yeah. So um, uh, I wanted to. <laughs> can you woman explain it to me? Uh-huh. Um, so, well, the ACLU's endorsement of this was basically a tweet that was soon after taken down. So. I don't know. I wouldn't say that they in, in, right. endorse it. Right. So it's it. it's less about that part of it than the idea though. Yeah. You know, I mean so that so it's it's so, the conversation I thought was still worth having even though yeah, the ACLU was like, uh, whoops, I did not mean to like that one, you know. So, um I would be cur- my in in reading about uh whether or not catcalling should be um a crime, um I think that it's pretty impossible to Regulate how how would you enforce that in France? If this is if if they have made it a crime to street harass people, I don't see how that could be enforced because it happens so spontaneously, so quickly, and oftentimes there's nobody else around. So how could you possibly? What all women should be wearing body cams now? Like how is this possibly enforced? Is my well, is, is my biggest question. I mean, I think a lot of women in the workplace might want to have the body cams on, or maybe some of the Omarosa recording because apparently, you know, just all the things that you get out of the Me Too movement is like, oh, I can't believe. I mean, you should be able to believe, but you're still surprised. Like, wow, that was said to you, you know, by a supervisor at work. So you would have this Omarosa style uh, evidence. Uh, I, I don't know how they're doing it in France. I mean, yeah, well, you're joking, but like no, in no, France. But like, I don't know how, how they, they do it in France. How do they, yeah. yeah, that's that's well, my question. The, it's the, like whoever came up with this idea, there's no actual logic to how it should be implemented because it just – whether or not it's a First Amendment violation, it just doesn't make sense as to how this would be enacted and enforced. Yeah, and uh, one of the places I was reading about this, it's uh, Reason.com, which is a libertarian magazine. I don't think they do the print magazine anymore. I think it's just a website now, uh, using old words like magazine. Uh, but uh, the yeah, point, you lost me. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, it's it's an app. As uh, this is what they said in there: as obnoxious as catcalling is, the government simply can't prevent men from talking to women in public. Um, I. I think somebody like Alex Jones might say, oh, no, that's exactly what they want to do. But, yeah, uh, well, see, and, and the, the perfect example of libertarianism is that in trying to be um, unbiased, but they are saying every example that they give of, of this is you can't prevent men from talking to women in public as if that's what it what, is. Right. Like that's that's um, diminishing what the actual issue is, which is harassment and 
um, you know, you can't take it out of the context of the, the the sexism out of it. Just can you bully somebody on the street? Can you call? Can you yell somebody's fat? Hey, fatty! Can you do that on the street? Should we? Should that be a crime? You know, like should you be able to harass another human being? See, that's that's the thing too. Is that I, I this. The sexism of street harassment is you are objectifying a woman. You are not respecting her as a human being. So let's talk about it in terms of a person uh, talking to another person. It's an issue of harassment, whether it's a sexual nature or just a harassment nature in general. You... Yeah, we you can't I don't see how that could be regulated. So. Right. And it's like, well, I'm harassing you as a person. I'm not harassing you because you're a woman. I'm harassing you because, you know, I'm just a dick and I harass everyone. You know, I'm not saying me literally, but I, I you know, the point is, yeah, because you have to sort of any kind of harassment, which it would be great if we could, you know, I think France would love to have, you know, they seem to be trying to have something like that. It's like, well, yeah, let's let's be polite. Let's not be inappropriate because if the French are known for anything, it's being polite. But the so so going back to the the people that the anti street harassment organizations were saying, let's curb this from the root of the problem, which is go, you know, we should be teaching men who feel that this is an okay thing to do you know the the respectability issue of it that that you cannot you know this is something that i experience literally daily this is right. as, this, as is, a this is what you were talking about i take public transportation i have literally walked out of the studio from here and i walk to the train station and cars drive up and pull up slowly and they'll say need a ride need a ride need a ride and then you you ignore them or you can talk back either way they will follow you until their heart's content until finally they decide to drive off and that's that is just being a woman that is your day somebody rolls down a window and goes that happens daily somebody most of the time actually it's very la obviously like this happens a lot more somebody shouting or doing things out of cars um equally or more than somebody actually passing you on the street saying things like that but this is this is something that um one of the articles even said like men don't realize how prevalent this is your your guess as to how many women or how often they experience this is probably much lower than it actually is so that being the case like you can tell like i'm very passionate about how wrong this is that this happens but even like i said like there's nothing to, you to can put do any to sort really, of law in yeah. place you the only way to curb it is to teach men that women are human beings and not objects and i've been trying to do that in every aspect of my life well i think that uh, that sort of that that sort of stance would probably start with the White House, and I think if you have someone <laughs> at the top who runs the country, who shows that you know nothing but respect mm -hmm. for women, I think it's uh, it's nice to be able to point to you know my son Felix is like, well look look how President Trump t treats women. That's that's a lesson to learn. But see, that's not a lesson to learn. So that's what we need. And is, and just briefly, you know, Chelsea uh, said that we our should... Our co-host, Chelsea Galicia. Yeah, yeah. Usually and Chelsea so, people think someone else. Oh, and yeah, This yeah. is not Chelsea so Clinton. So Chelsea Galicia said that she thinks that... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and this is, you know, if if she, as a joke, I, I, I it's funny and I, I agree that just say that they... Oh, that's an indication that you have a tiny wiener if you're shouting at women on the street. But the reason that I would let that go any further than a joke is because that is 
that's sending the message that, oh, so if they were well endowed, then it's okay. That it, it's keeping it this issue of sexism and objectivity, and that's you know it, it's 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 not taking it out of the only way to move beyond um, street harassment is for is for it to not become an issue of dominant sexual dominance, you know. Well, uh, speaking of uh, women who were treated well by President Trump, uh, Stormy Daniels is joining Celebrity Big Brother UK. This is a story that Chelsea would hate that we were talking about, uh, but uh, that she'll be alongside Kirstie Alley. And um, it's interesting because I guess the word celebrity means something different in the UK uh, than it does here. But obviously she's she's very well known at this point. Um I have to. Do you think it means that? What? The word celebrity used to mean you were famous, like Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but look at our celebrity. Well, that's what I was going to use the comparison. Dancing with the Stars, and you see who's on Dancing with the Stars. You're like, I mean, we have somebody who answered a phone call during a telethon on Dancing with the Stars now. Like, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's like we don't. we don't use the. We don't really. The word stars doesn't mean what it used yeah. to. The word celebrity doesn't mean what it used no. to. Uh, but, oh, the days of the studio system when celebrities were celebrities. That's right. That's right. But uh, not you know when when big stars like like Michael Ironside. I just wanted to use somebody who wasn't that well known. Uh, but uh, I um, do you think that it's someone? There's a reason that I brought this up. Just because. Because it's a funny story, but also because do you think that it's going to be somebody's job in the White House or some part of the Trump organization that they'll have some sort of like weird satellite hookup where they watch somebody's job to watch to to just see everything that she says and you know just be ready for you know how to spin it the next day? Uh, Because by the way, I do. I think somebody's going to be watching. You know, it's not going to. They're not going to be like a source, or maybe they'll just fly someone to watch it. It involves anything that could, his name could possibly come up. He's all ears. Yeah, but see, the, it, he's just wants to hear, you know, and here's the thing. Like anything that she says, uh, w- w- he'll probably not comment on. But then my feeling is that if she – well, what Chelsea was saying before, if she, uh, you know, in, in alludes to a small manhood of any kind – uh, then she'll know that she's going to get a response, you know, probably before the the she even finishes her sentence, mm-hmm. uh, because I believe he had to uh, take time out of, you know, this was not a presidential debate with Hillary, but it was one of those Republican debates when there were like 16 people running. He had to explain that his hands were perfectly sized, <laughs> which, by the way, they are not. They are tiny micro hands. Um, I, I don't have to I don't, I don't know that that's indication of anything else, but he does have small hands. I don't ever want to know about anything else that's small, but he has small hands. Uh, but anyway, uh, let us know what you think in the chat. Somebody's going to be watching this. I just wish that the, the thing is, I mean, obviously Stormy Daniels has agreed to do this because she needs she needs money. She, you know, it's it's probably a hefty paycheck for her. She needs some sort of stability, especially after you're, you're you know, your name's drugged through the mud. And she, you know, what are you going to continue? Anyway, she she needs this for the financial opportunity of it. But all it all what it does is it makes a further joke of Stormy Daniels. It's caricature. It turns her into a caricature by being on a reality show of a person who we should be taking very seriously for something that was a very serious, um, 
I mean, she was, yeah, she was paid off to not talk about something, you know, it was paid off sort of at the height of the campaign. So, yeah, there's there's obviously there's it's very easy to demean someone because like, oh, well, she's just a a porn star or porn actress, however you want to call it. But obviously it's sort of stemming from that is the the payment. That's why it's so interesting. Um, But, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I know Chelsea won't watch. That's why uh, we need to take her seriously. And by joining a reality show especially who else is going to be on it besides Kirstie Alley there's you know um not Vern Troyer rest in peace but oh, who, you know whoever yeah. else may be on it it's I'm, it's just it would have been nice to be able to keep her a little bit more um like if if she had joined like the view or something instead yeah. somewhere she'd be more mm-hmm. sort of out front and outspoken yeah. um i i mean and let's be honest if the view had offered her a position at that table. She would have taken it. I think that this is just where the where the money was. Um, and I might have actually started watching the view. They did a disservice to themselves by not mm. not just by not missing out on my view. Yeah, that's but right. I'm saying on everybody's on view. Everybody's. Yeah, if I would have watched the view uh, because the story Stormy I mean, Daniels was on the panel, I, then everybody. I definitely would have tuned in that first day, yeah. and uh, I would have kept an eye on it. Uh, Earlier today, uh, President Trump talked for 28 minutes about a uh, bill that was named for John McCain, who, as we all know, is uh, ailing and, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what the prognosis is, but uh, he's not doing well. At no point during the 28 minutes did uh, President Trump mention (laughs) John McCain, whom the bill was named for. Um, And, you know, I mean... It's hardly the first time that politics has been petty and certainly not the first time that uh, President Trump has been uh, petty. But uh, I'm trying to think of other ways to ask the question, does it surprise you? Because the answer is is it can never be yes anymore. Um, But um, do you think somebody in the room should have just yelled out, uh, big ups to Joe McCain, something, you know? (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to Jay McSee. <laughs> Get your WWJMD bracelets right here. Get them while they're hot. Um, yeah, I mean, it was clearly a very calculated move. I can't wait to hear Sarah Huckabee Sanders explain, oh, look, he's got a lot on his mind. You know, she's going to defend that he it was a mistake. He didn't mean to, you know miss his name that's what she's gonna say it was it was right here on his notes uh you know he just uh you know president trump doesn't need to refer to his notes because he's so well spoken and articulate the bill was called the john s mccain national defense authorization act for fiscal year 2019 it really does roll off the tongue but (laughs) you know it, it being named for john mccain it's uh it certainly could be there and i don't know it's you don't have to be sincere. You can just say like, ah, somebody who I've had some issues with, but uh, obviously John McCain, whatever. Um, but you know, speaking of the View, uh, I think that uh, we know what Megan McCain's going to talk about on the View tomorrow. So if you do want to watch, um, that would be. Your I place gotta to- say, I didn't even know Megan McCain was on the panel of View. I see the View at the gym. So uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, there are four TVs. So I can tell you what's on the View. I can tell you what's on, happening on reruns of Supernatural, a show I've only ever seen. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, there's some morning show on Telemundo, which is um, it's a little racy. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, um, there uh, was a. 
There was a fun story that I saw. Uh, a 14-year-old boy who's using a legal quirk to run for governor of Vermont. Um, you know, I, I, I'm such I'm so cynical as I feel like even a 14-year-old boy who's going to run for governor of Vermont. I'm like, yeah, but... There, there's but is be, he a socialist? Well, that's going to be the, the the you know. It's like where does he stand on the issues? What about his dark past? You know, <laughs> is there going to be I a mean, private investigator that looks to into it? To be fair, he, a fourteen-year-old does have a dark past. How many YouTube videos has he commented? You know, <laughs> uh, I hope you get cancer yeah, or something like kill that. Kill yourself. That's I'm true. sure he does have a dark past. That's this is he's he's going to be the first example of the world that we're entering when you know when the teenagers that were only raised in the digital age will start applying for jobs and they will have a way to check you know how many times did you cyber bully somebody yeah and you know these <laughs> there you know i know that there's this trend to like film yourself playing video games and post it on youtube and uh, you know the, the clips that i've heard uh, these kids aren't being very nice to each other so uh, there might be something. But anyway, so he's able to run for – I almost said president, but you know, in 20-some-odd years. But all you have to do to run for governor of Vermont is have lived in Vermont for four years. So my – more than six pints of Ben and Jerry's in your freezer at any given time. Well, I mean that's – yes. The, the, but I, I don't think you're allowed to live in Vermont. Like I, I believe that they do inspections to make mm-hmm. sure that that's you because if you, if, if you have five pints you're going to get a ticket mm-hmm. but that's a warning so yeah you always have to but if you're going to run for office yeah and then one of them has to be chunky monkey mm-hmm. but uh so my question is when are we going to get a five-year-old that's going to run for governor because you know if that's what the rules are and um i don't know when you hear something like this are you are you ever inclined to uh to just like Oh, if I lived there, I would vote for them. And and I, I'll use an example. When I moved to California, I was still registered to vote in New York. So I could not vote in the uh, the recall election that led to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I knew a lot of people who voted for Arnold Schwarzenegger because they, they thought it was funny. I also knew people who voted for Gary Coleman. Uh, I actually forget who some of the other ones were, but there's, there's, there's back a, in the day when yeah. it was safe to vote for a candidate because you thought it would be funny, right? But you see, there are two instances now where people may have voted for a host of Celebrity Apprentice because they thought it was funny, and both times uh, they won. So, do you feel like if something like this was happening, and regardless of the young man's stance on the issues, which you know I'm sure they're very controversial, mm-hmm. um, do you feel like I don't know. Should we take our votes more serious than like, oh, let's vote for the 14-year-old. That's cute that he's running. I mean, I guess if I was super in favor of the lieutenant governor, because that's who would, I guess, ultimately be making the policies and having the and actually wielding the power. If there was a 14-year-old in office, I would think that it would fall on the shoulders of the lieutenant governor and, and, and the staff, you know, surrounding him. So if I had a lot of faith in those people, sure. And And I didn't like... Is he running? Uh, what's what's his what's his um, Democratic or what's his party? Is he? I believe I thought I see. It's funny because I clicked on to the next thing. I, I believe he was a Democrat, but that's just um, that's, so, yeah. that's that's that's, so that's, that's possibly were, fake news. I'm a I'm a Democrat, so if I were oh. voting in Vermont, he's one of four Democrats seeking the party uh, nomination. Okay, okay? so um, honestly, if there is a debate for these four Democratic candidates. I can't say I'm going to watch the whole thing, but I will look for it on YouTube and I definitely want yeah. to see some. 
You know, I want to see a little bit. I so let's say, so two of those candidates have some sort of uh, uh, sexual harassment scandal in their past that comes out. Uh, one of them is, is um, in favor of, you know, of, what's what's some issue that most Democrats would be against? Um I don't the know. Wall? They, they He's in bring, favor of the wall. Well, but Vermont wouldn't be. <laughs> they would what? want the wall to keep Canada out. Yeah. Okay. So then let's say that he was my only like viable Democratic candidate. Then you know what? Sure. Let's All do right. it. So there's a. <laughs> let's stand on a platform I, of Pokemon Go and Tide I, Pod challenges. I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, if he's going to go on the important issues, you know, it's funny. The all of the caveats that you gave it just reminded me of uh, you know asking a girl to go to the prom. It was like, well, if nobody asks me to go and I don't have anything to do and it's not raining that day. Uh, it's just jokes. I want my girlfriend. <laughs> but we have fun here on the Trump Report. Um, but I uh, wanted to uh, see what's going on in uh, the chat. R. Scott Brown, once again, I think you, this is your third mention, focusing on the important issues. Who needs a freezer in Vermont? You can leave ice cream outside until mid-May. After that, you just drink it out of the container to maintain your winter weight. By late August, it'll freeze again. Uh, now, I mentioned that because it was funny. Uh, and uh, we appreciate uh, our Scott Brown here. Very true. Chat. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, from last week, our friend Storage Yard resident um, wanted to nominate Amy Goodman of the Democracy Now! show as the left-wing equivalent of Alex Jones. Now, I don't know anything about yeah. Amy Goodman, and that's kind of the point, how I don't think there is a left-leaning uh, Alex Jones, because... I don't know. I'm trying to think of when I first heard of Alex Jones. It's like five, six years. You know, I, I've certainly known who he is for a while. Um, I don't know who Amy Goodman is. Do you know who she is? It's uh, yeah. No, so, I've never heard the name. I'd be curious because I would. I would say yes. The equivalent would be in notoriety, but also it, does she have like a ton of conspiracy? Th- is she a conspiracy theorist? Like I'd, I, I, I'm interested now. I'm gonna as soon as I go home, I'm gonna look her up and see if she's got what crazy things she may have said to. Yeah, well, and so that, that's the thing is we will uh, we'll give ourselves some homework, storage yard resident. Thank you for letting mm-hmm. us know who she is. Now you, you made the comment a week ago. Actually, you only made it two days ago, so that's going to be my because, excuse. And the whole reason I asked in the first place if there was an equivalent to Alex Jones was because it is my personal opinion that though the left and the right are both culpable in you know misreporting things, the left tends to wrongly exaggerate things you know, sort of wrongly intensify things that maybe weren't that big a deal, whereas a lot of people who have a huge following on the right just straight up well, create I mean, and you don't even, false narratives of crisis actors. Right, and, and you don't even have to generalize. You can just point at, like, these are all the things that are true about Alex Jones. You know, the <laughs> the crisis actors, the uh, the the school shooting that, that didn't happen. And that inspired somebody to drive to a family's house and basically tell them that, uh, what are you doing? Your kid's not dead. So, you know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to uh, take in there. But anyway, thank you for uh, all of your comments. And thanks to everybody who watched us live. Uh, we will be back next Monday. You know, hey, if, if it's just the two of us again, that'll be fine. But uh, we'll see who's with us. I think Scott might be back. But you know what, Scott? 
if you're off having fun, don't rush back just for us. I can look up some poll numbers on my own. But thank you, Tamara Brown. Tamara, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. You can find me on YouTube at HeyTamara. And you can find me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, one of the new shows I'm doing here, at least new for me, is the Better Call Saul after show Mondays at 10 Pacific and also Marvel TV Weekly Sundays at 10 Pacific. Take note, I do things after my kids go to bed. Anyway, <laughs> thanks so much to uh, Tamara and to everybody who joins us in the chat. We'll see you all next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 